Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one-life plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. In 1886, following a shipwreck off the west coast of Africa, an infant child became part of a family of apes. As he grew, he learned the laws of the jungle and eventually claimed the title Lord of the Apes. You have another family when you have never seen My son has returned from Africa. He is the Earl of Greystoke. He is what the jungle has made him. Now, Hugh Hudson... The director of Academy Award winner Chariots of Fire brings the authentic Tarzan legend to the screen. Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. gentlemen i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything i learned from movies and tonight oh tonight that oh was my. your first time seeing that trailer i, I was that just for steve you guys this should have been video you should have seen steve's face was it when the music kicked in i was like oh, venture brothers talk about the venture brothers we're here to talk about <laughs> greystoke colon the legend of tarzan Ew. comma lord of the apes greystoke's colon <laughs> we'll probably just call it greystoke from here on not to be confused with gray skull which was also a cool story from the 80s first, uh, i'm a little parched babe what you got to drink oh steve we are far too sober for this oh yeah we have a beer we've done on this for podcast before, and Izzy's willing to give a second shot at Let's do it, yeah. Um, now, uh, from Woods Brewing, we have Morpho Herbal Air, brewed with yerba mate, hibiscus, and bay leaf. Ooh. 6% alcohol by volume. Ooh. A tart botanical brew, floral, fruity, 
flirty floating light made with yerba mate, hibiscus, and bay leaf, bay leaf, finishing, fleeting, and refreshing. Feel the butterfly breeze. All right. <laughs> See if you're ready to feel a butterfly breeze. <laughs> Bring on that papillon juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> When are we doing that movie? <laughs> which one is we, he? You we, know damn well which we one. We only do bad movies. That's why you know which one. Coming next prison mo- month. <laughs> Stuff in my butt month. <laughs> <laughs> butt currency month. <laughs> you know what? We have too many movies for us. <laughs> what movie is this? Is he? Tweet us at E-I-L-F-N. E-I-L-F movies on Twitter. Oh my gosh, you remembered. I'm going to pop my top. My top. Ooh. It's kind of pink. Hibiscus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of smells like if you mix Robitussin <laughs> with a Capri Sun. Tell me that's not what it smells like. You know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> that's for sure. Wow. And the pour. Ooh, it's pink. Oh, yeah. That papillon juice. Babe. <laughs> Is that papillon juice? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I will say this: I do like Woods Brewing. I really do. They have a bunch of really great beers. I'm willing to give this one another try. Historically, this has not been my favorite of their brews, but Steve's got in for the sip. Yeah, yeah. It's got a nice herbal quality to it. A little citrus. A little. There's a little bit of a okay. like, a, like a twinge, like a. Not really funk, like like a little sourness to it, but yeah, that's the hibiscus. Yeah, the, yeah, so like, it's nothing major. Kind of bird. I gotta say, I'm enjoying this more than I did the last time. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Maybe it's because like this one's been uh, a little bit. cold yeah. aged. It's been sitting in the bottom mm. of the fridge for a while, but that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all, man. Yeah, yeah no, Woods good. Woods definitely is one of those breweries where like you never know what you're gonna get because they're just going like balls out. Like, oh, yeah. hey, we made a beer with. Yerba mate and sweet potatoes. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh, and it's got (laughs) twice the caffeine of three Red Bulls. (laughs) Or the caffeine of six Red Bulls. Is that what you're going to? (laughs) Almost has a tea tree oil quality to it. Like a little medicinal, but not necessarily bad. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. All right. I'm glad I gave it another shot. Speaking of herbs... Grace Oak, Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Oh, we've been waiting to do this movie. From 1984. So, truth be told, we were originally thinking about doing, like, a a Tarzan month. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then we realized they're all the same stories and were kind of boring, blah, blah, blah. But then I stumbled upon this one that starred Christopher Lambert as Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. (laughs) (laughs) And from an Academy Award winning director. And I was in. Uh, but yeah, so director Hugh Hudson, who did, uh, as the trailer said, Chariots of Fire, also has been on this podcast before. <gasps> what? Back like episode, I don't know, six or seven or something like that. We did that uh, Revolution movie with Al Pacino during the Revolutionary <laughs> War. I'm sorry, Steve, I refuse to remember that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As does history. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I Dreamed of Africa and a bunch of TV stuff. Uh, the writer of this movie, though, of course, it's based on the novel by uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, but the screen, I guess the movie screenplay was written by Robert Town. Who's he, Steve? He is the writer of Chinatown. Yeah. The first two Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Tequila Sunrise. Ooh. And, of course, Orca, the killer oh. whale. So everything he touches turns to gold? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> There's not... I can't find one bad movie in there. Yeah, right? Uh, and then the cast, uh, there's uh, Andy McDowell as Jane, uh, Ian Holm as uh, Captain... Uh, was it Philippe? The Belgian guy we'll be talking yeah. about a little later. Uh, Ralph Richardson, Nigel Davenport. Great cast, great cast. Fantastic cast. Ah, uh, my babe. Steve. How's this movie start out? Um. Oh, it starts leaving Greystoke Castle, doesn't it? First, it starts with an overture. That's right. The two-minute <laughs> overture gives you time to pour some beers, use the pisser. Yeah, right. Last warning before the movie starts, get your shit in order. <laughs> this is going to be a two-and-a-half-hour ride. It's a like, full two-minute overture that just says overture of the picture of the jungle. 
Yeah. Like, we're not exaggerating, guys. It's nothing's moving. It's not birds tweeting. It's a picture of the jungle and just an overture. Yep. And if you think there's going to be an intermission, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is with Steve, who pauses it halfway through the movie and goes, oh, good Lord, we have another hour. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's about to wrap up. (laughs) We're still in the first act. (laughs) I was wondering why Jane hasn't showed up yet. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we start out with a uh, beautiful jungle map painting. Mm-hmm. And uh, storms <laughs> going on, and there's j- just an ape family going around. You can tell they're obviously really apes out in the Super wild. Super real, definitely apes. not people in uh, in, in costumes. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely Judy Greer's not running around in one of those <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Said no one. But you know who did the uh, the makeup and costume effects in this movie? Who's Steve? Rick Baker. Whoa! I mean, who's he, Steve? Oh, he's the amazing <laughs> special effects guy right? in everything. Uh, like Terminator. Um, yeah. Was he Werewolf in London? American Werewolf in London, or did he do the how the first Howling? I think he did American Werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's like the best. Yeah. <laughs> like he's if best you need it done, you get Rick around. Baker. But yeah, so we see a family of apes in the storm mm-hmm. trying to find shelter, and one of them has a little baby chimp. Uh, or, or were they chips or gorillas? They were gorillas, I guess, right? It's unclear what the costuming was supposed to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're supposed to be gorillas, but they like were. But they were gorillas. swinging a lot too. And gorillas don't that. do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, gorillas are more land based. Yeah, but uh, two, two minutes into the movie, we get our first casualty. It's a baby chimp dropped from a high distance onto a rock. No! Child uh, murder. Yeah. So, already, hashtag child murder. Hashtag child murder. Um, <laughs> and don't worry, the baby's still around here for a bit. Just spoiler alert. What? Then we cut to uh, London or England somewhere, in the English countryside. Wonderful estate of Greystoke. And uh, there's Uncle Jack, who gives a girl a ruby scarab ring. And this little girl's name is Jane. Jane! He and his wife... Who, wait, was the wife pregnant when they left? I forget. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, yeah, I think it was just him and his wife were uh, going on this journey to Africa. Then smash cut to shipwrecked on the beach. <laughs> okay, they're just referred to as the apes. So. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're apes. And he's they, the lord they of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're shipwrecked. Everybody's dead except... Uncle Jack and his wife, uh, and the captain's there, but he's lost his mind. He just keeps saying, it's not yeah, my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my They'll fault. say it's my fault, but it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And then we cut to 10 months later in 1885, and it, you get some narration from Uncle Jack. He's basically saying, uh, well, <laughs> we built this Swiss family Robinson-style house. Oh my We've been God. living like he, hell-ass kings. He builds a fucking phenomenal house. <laughs> And uh, it's been 10 months, so, spoiler alert, we have a baby now. (laughs) There's nothing else to do in the jungle when you're building a new city, I guess. It's been 10 months since the baby was born. Oh, and she has a touch of malaria. (laughs) Yeah, a touch of malaria. She seems to be doing pretty well, though. She thinks we're home in Scotland, so at least uh, that'll distract her from the fact that the apes have moved in. Uh, nearby us, which means we're going to run out of food because they eat everything. They eat everything and they throw feces at us. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, he goes to check on her like, hey, how's it going? Babe? Babe? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, she has, she has passed away from the malaria. Turns out it's a little more than a touch of malaria. (laughs) It's always a touch of malaria. Why? I feel like malaria comes in more than a touch. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, when it shows the the apes are moving in closer, it shows the the mama ape with the baby corpse still. Yeah, trying to give it milk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of heart-wrenching. So sad. And then uh, I guess the male ape goes into the palatial tree house there. (laughs) And of course, Uncle Jack's like, hey! Hey, you get out of here! And he goes for the gun, yeah. uh, but the ape attacks and like knocks him out. And uh, yeah, of course, rips off his genitals, then rips off his hands, and then blinds him. As is tradition, breaks his jaw <laughs> in in ape fashion. Yeah. So unfortunately, Jack is now killed, and the apes are going through everything. And mm. 
holy shit, when the ape grabbed the gun and, and was like trying to mouth. like eat it or something and mess with the trigger, I'm like, oh no, yeah. oh this movie's gonna get super fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie gets dark, but this isn't the spot, Oh yeah, sadly. Well, and it's simultaneous with the mom like then immediately just throwing the baby ape corpse aside and going straight for the baby, the, the human baby in Who's the cradle. Crying. Yeah. Steve, if I learned anything from Mistress of the Apes, it's that any any of the ape relatives, if we hear a baby crying, we instantly burst into milk and have to feed them. It's a lady thing. <laughs> burst into milk. Huh? I will burst into milk if a baby cries around me. It's just the thing that happens to us ladies. Everything I learned from anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I learned from boobies. <laughs> oh. And then uh, and then we start getting the montage of uh of the child being raised by apes. We get a lot of uh, naked kids swinging around on vines and a lot of bare ass and back sack. And <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of kid back sack. Yeah, it is. It is a certain kind of person's dream movie, I would think. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. Oh. Yeah, but luckily, after a few minutes of back sack, we get a little bit of, uh, of action where... The mom and uh, little baby Tarzan are down by the river, kind of playing or whatever. But then, a panther looms in the looms in the, in the shrubbery. Oh, no, run! And the panther just pounces on the mom and starts attacking. And uh, then Tarzan's like swing, uh, swimming across the the river there, while the panther's just mowing down on mom and taking her into the woods. And it's like, <laughs> fuck! What is wrong with this movie? <laughs> Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I guess the, the male ape or whatever is like, no, no, come across the river. Come across the river. I'll take care of you. He's obviously not saying it, but, you know, he's pantomiming it yeah. as, as a man in an ape costume would. <laughs> but uh, then we smash up. I think he was like, what, seven or eight when that happened. And then we yeah. got to like a 13-year-old. Yeah. Still with more back sack. Um, Even more back sack. <laughs> His back sack is ever growing. <laughs> um, but then he stumbles upon the old house where uh, mm -hmm. you know, the Jack built. And yeah. he's like going around through all the things and finds like the the necklace with like the pictures of his mom and dad in there. Of course, he doesn't know. He's just kind of going through stuff and he's like, oh, what is this? this he finds like a sharp knife and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's right. And it's around this time when he gets in the the fight with the uh, like one of the older apes. Yeah, one of the leader, the the lead males. Yeah, he, challenges him, and he gets fucked up. Oh, that ape murders that boy. Yeah, like, like that boy should be dead, but yeah. apparently he's a teenager, so all he needs is a couple days sitting up in a tree, healing. With mama at ape spitting water into his mouth. This is yeah. a reoccurring thing in this movie: spitting water into people's mouths. Uh, why, why, why? Oh, and she was like pre-chewing leaves and putting that into his uh, mouth. Yeah, and... I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I, I don't, do, do, apes, do apes really do that? Like... You know what, I'll say yes, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a thing, I just don't need to see it. There you go. Like, birds, you know birds barf into each other's mouths, that's cool, I don't need to see it. Yeah. You know what I do need to see, though? Mm-hmm. Little uh, teenage Tarzan getting his revenge by peeing on that ape. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he recovers, pees on him, and then, of course, the older ape is, like, chasing after him, but Tarzan's too quick, and, I don't know, just kind of fucking Steve, with him. I don't know if you know this or not, in some cultures, one male peeing on another is a sign of dominancy. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's an insult <laughs> hey, in some cultures. Babe, I went to high school. I think I know that. <laughs> some things transcend species. <laughs> Tweet us if you've ever been peed on. <laughs> Have you ever peed on somebody in a show of dominance? Give us a call at EILF Movies. That's it. And so then, uh, I don't know, a few months later or whatever, we go to where there's the, the tribe, the local tribe going through, and they yeah. attack the apes. And uh, they spear a couple of them. And Tarzan helps one of them. Um, Okay, so so one anyway, of the one of the apes gets some hit, ape gets hit, and yeah. Tarzan gets over there and like and helps all the other him. apes are like, "Don't help him!" <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh, stay back, stay back, or you'll get speared too." If they got one, they they'll they'll feast for the night or whatever. Exactly. But so he's like helping the the ape, yeah. and then there's like one of the tribesmen standing literally two feet behind him with a spear, like dropped yeah. all the way back and like holding yeah. it for like five seconds while Tarzan turns around, and then like. Tarzan hits him as the spear comes forward and shanks through the ape and, you know, 
Oh, oh that's was it right. his friend? Was it, it was his friend, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was his, his friend he grew up with or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the ape he grew up with. That's right. Like the other teenage ape. But then uh, Tarzan gets his revenge by yeah. lifting up this tribesman yeah. and put, doing a little backbreaker over yeah. the shoulders and throwing him off to the side. You get the... Oh, goddamn. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, his, uh, his buddy's dead. But then with, with his friend dying... He has instant puberty as he, his voice goes from. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like four different people did the oh, voice yeah. transition for sure. <laughs> uh, so then we smash cut to uh, I don't know, probably five or six years later. Uh, there's a boat coming down the river. It's called the Lucy Fisher, but on board, Ian Holm. Yeah. As uh, Captain Philippe, I think his name was. Some Belgian guy. But he's got like the little mustache. He's like a explorer. <laughs> and I think Jean-Claude Van Damme should play him in the remake. Yeah. This. That'd be awesome. Jean-Claude should play Philippe. Yeah, but they uh, he's there with like, I don't know, what, six or seven other people. Base, I forget the... Were they going there to shoot apes? or? Oh, they were right. going was, there to collect specimens for the that's, museum. That's right. That's and the Belgian... Right. for It's a British expedition. The Belgian's the only one who's been there before. And he feels that the, uh, the British don't have the proper appreciation for nature as a good Frenchman would. That's right. Because apparently in this movie, Frenchmen and Belgians are exactly the same thing. Well, I mean, they're right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. I just, they refer to him as, like, the frog and things like that throughout this movie. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah the, like, the captain of the ship and, like, some of the other guys, they're just, like, just shooting apes with shotguns and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, we're gonna, you know, sell them piece by piece and it's gonna be great. Aren't, aren't mm-hmm. you a sportsman? Don't you know how to use that gun? Ha, 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 ha. But then they stumble upon the, uh, the house that uh, uh, Uncle Jack built. The house that Jack built. Yeah. Uh, but then they find out, his name's not Jack. This is the house built by John Clayton, the <gasps> the rightful heir to Greystoke, who's been missing for 15, 18 years. And of course, everybody knows about, right? Well, yeah, everybody knows when a famous explorer's son goes missing. Yeah. So then we go back to where they're... Uh, they're they're pumping up the ape corpses, I guess. Yeah. They have a whole pump. They're the guy inflating with his, them. Yeah. But then, yeah, that's when... Uh, the uh, tribesmen attack, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The tribesmen yeah. attack and start killing all the, the the hunters. And basically, like, yeah, I think everybody's killed except everybody's killed Ian ex- Holm. Yeah. But he's still... Uh, Philippe, he gets... That's uh, right, he's speared. He gets a spear in the chest and he, he scrambles oh, away. But he pat- And in the leg. And, uh, but he, he scrambles away, manages to hide, and passes out. Then he wakes up briefly, pulls the spirit of his yeah. chest and passes back out, or comes. I'm not really sure which. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he was definitely just expelling some sort of liquid <laughs> at that point. But uh, yeah, so he, he's hanging there. But then as he's drifting in and out of consciousness, he sees a man coming down from the trees. Help me! Help and, me! And it looks to be the Highlander? yes christopher lambert is now in this movie has as a young tarzan who do we decide he he, oh he looks exactly like brendan fraser oh yeah yeah he looks like brendan fraser kind of brendan fraser looks exactly like him just just a little more guideliner that's all yeah make those eyes pop yeah um and yeah the so then tarzan starts feeding him uh termites on a stick you know Mm -hmm. as an ape would do using the tools and everything and then, and then I got a little confused here because he was helping Ian home back to health, you know, mm-hmm. getting him ready to take him back home. And then he's instantly swinging on the vines with <sighs> something black on his, like over his shoulder. And I'm like, that's not Ian home. Right. And we find out it's the corpse of the panther that killed his mother. Yeah. You know what? For how, as long as this fucking movie is, they should have shown us the fight with the fucking panther. Right. I wanted to see that. I could have used a lot less spitting and a lot less uh, <laughs> people dying and more panther murder. Yeah. More cat death. <laughs> oh, cat death month coming soon. <laughs> but yeah, so so basically Tarzan shows up with this giant panther corpse draped over his shoulders and basically just throws it in front of the apes and they just start tearing off pieces and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, do apes eat meat? I don't know, but he definitely rips a leg off and hands it to uh, to his dad. Yeah, 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 but it, it's just awesome. Oh, and then yeah, Ian Holm is, like, 
crawl like kind of walking beside and stuff and yeah. the apes don't even seem to notice at first because they're like oh food hey great thanks buddy yeah i mean i feel like they're probably uh opportunists like if they come across the carcass i don't think they'll say no but yeah so yeah the gorillas eat meat which is questionable but i, I admit oh i'll go with it oh that's right it's also around this time that um his dad has the uh the the hanging on the tree fight with the other older oh, yeah ape. the other one challenges him for uh dominancy yeah and uh, unfortunately his dad loses and gets beaten a bit Beat the um and then uh tarzan starts a fight and he's got a knife monkey knife fight yeah and then of course who wins between a, a knife fight with an ape when they fall into the water yeah i was gonna say they fall into the water and as we've learned from other thing from other movies apes can't swim apes drowned and they also get shanked. Yeah, that's why they're afraid of the water. They're afraid they're going to get shanked. That's right. You don't know what kind of Highlanders are in there with knives. Right? <laughs> Damn Highlanders and their knives. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, he comes up with the corpse of uh, the guy that beat his father yeah. down. And they feast once again. Feast! <laughs> feast, feast, feast. Oh, that's right. And then Ian Holmes there and he's like whistling some song and uh, and Tarzan's mimicking him and... And then we get... We find out he's the most excellent mimic. He mimics yeah. everything. Yeah, he's, he's, he just grasps everything about language. Except he doesn't speak a language yet. But I will teach him. And so Ian Holm, like, teaches him uh, all this other stuff. We also get the, the, first, uh, the first laugh from Tarzan, which is just the Christopher Lambert Highlander laugh. <laughs> the, ha, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. It's so good. It's so good. I love Christopher Lambert. Why is he not in more things? Right. Yeah. Apparently, it takes him about six months to teach Tarzan to speak English, French, Belgian, all kinds of things. Oh, that's right. There's the scene where, like, he's showing uh, the the necklace, and he's like, "No, this is your mother. This is your father. Your family. No, 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 ape no, family. No, no, no people. No, no, mother, father. No family." But yeah, eventually. Um, Ian Holmes like, no, I've got to leave. My family's been missing me for the last year or two that I've right. been gone. I should probably see if she's not banging my brother. You know, stuff like that. But Tarzan decides to go with her. Oh, by the way, Tarzan's called John now. John Clayton. Yep. The, that's his, his given name. Yeah. According to the notes. It's his Christian name. John and Philippe uh, go into, I guess, the nearest town. And there's like a bar slash hotel that's just shady as fuck. Oh, so shady. It's basically a tent yeah. full of like, there's that episode of the Twilight Zone where the guys are on the, the guy goes, is, wakes up on the boat and it's all the like, the, the riffraffs of society. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all talking about the awful things they've done. Yeah, a lot of that and a lot of, a lot of just seedy, seedy motherfuckers there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It's like it's like the next day. Uh, the guys that are there basically insinuate that uh, Philippe and John must be runaway prisoners, and so they should. And they're lovers. They insinuate that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Remember, I mean, like because there's all the shots of because John keeps grabbing Philippe's hand. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's like, "I, sir, I'm not a prisoner." And then yeah. that starts a whole big fight, and like Philippe gets smacked around a bit, but then. John comes swinging down and yeah. starts beating motherfuckers left and right and then burns the hotel to the ground. Burn that bitch <laughs> to the ground. So then they uh, they head back to Greystoke. Uh, I assume it takes them several months to get there. But uh, they get there and uh, the uh, the current Lord of Greystoke, played by uh, Ralph Richardson, he's basically Grandpa like, Greystoke. Yep, Grandpa Greystoke is there. <laughs> And uh, basically, he's like, "Yes, look at him. He's obviously, obviously my grandson. Look at him. That's if he's a that's great stoke. I'll know him by name." And this is where Steve and I decided it must be the double foreskin. Yes, right. The great gray stoke double foreskin. <laughs> Old double foreskin gray stoke. They used to call him <laughs> family traits. That's the only Very test dumb. I need. <laughs> By the way, Steve and I went on for 10 minutes about this, and oh. we don't know the 10 minutes, what happened during the 10 minutes after the introduction. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was like an introduction, a lot of people like, oh, we should test it before mm. you, he officially becomes Lord of Greystoke, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, whatever, fuck it. Oh, screw it. Oh, by the way, have you met, uh, have you met my niece Jane, aka your cousin Jane, wink? Aka Jane of the Jungle. <laughs> Played by Andy McDowell. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I have written down to their cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Something to keep in mind for later in this movie. What? Uh, but yeah, they have like the first dinner party, and uh, even though like Philippe's been teaching John like how to eat and stuff like that, he's still slurping out of the bowl and stuff. He's yeah. just a hungry, you know. Like like a child, I guess, in this exactly. society. And Grandpa Greystoke decides to drink out of the bowl as well. <laughs> oh, yes, that's much easier. <laughs> and uh, we're starting to realize Grandpa Greystoke's not all there. Yeah, he's got a little bit of the dementia sitting in, which, settling in, which, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of snickering and stuff at the dinner party from the other social elites. and. But Jane has a soft spot for him. Indeed. This mysterious man from the jungle. We get the his uh, his mimicry skills. Yeah, we can do all the the voices of the animals. <whistles> Any other noises he does? I know he does like a roar, like. <laughs> yes, the dolphin, <laughs> the great South African dolphin. It's at this time, uh, Philippe leaves to finally go see his family he hasn't seen in three years. Yeah. I assume he sent a letter or two, letting him know he's I'm on the way. Alive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and we're also introduced to Charles, who's like this other like social elite guy who's been kind of courting Jane. And he's got like yeah. a one of those new uh, motorized horse carriages. Those uh, horseless carriages. Horse- yeah, that's it. oh yeah but obviously john's having a little bit of a hard time without philippe and stuff there like he's awake at night jumping around the billiards room like an ape and eventually uh jane decides she's gonna stay the winter and uh, teach him to become more civilized and you know perhaps learn from him the ways of the jungle and it's around this time we started noticing there was this like vagrant kid that was like in the corner, like teaching him how to yeah, dance, like, like playing the music knees, and stuff. Wearing like <laughs> and no one acknowledges him. No, but we do not learn his name. We eventually like Googled it and it turns out apparently he's He's like a stable boy. A stable boy who's mentally disabled yeah. and there that's why Tarzan's like friend wants to be friends with him. But not acknowledged in the movie at all. No. But in repeatedly in scenes. Like like occasionally he's like handed a coat to take to the coat room or something yeah. but he's like never gonna name it's just kind of like as they're talking to someone else like here you go hey, take boy. this away yeah but yeah uh jane and uh john seem to be getting kind of close and uh charles comes back and he's decided to <laughs> in, in the weirdest situation ever it's like asking jane to ask her father uh, permission from jane to ask her father for her hand in marriage I was thinking about asking your father for, or your, 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 I'm sorry, your uncle, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your uncle. Your, yeah. Your yeah. keeper or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And of course she says, absolutely no. I don't love you. I've just been fucking you the last few months. Uh, uh I beg to differ. We have not been fucking. Well, whatever. I just, you're, you're good. For, you're good for a good dinner and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I just wanted conversation. Like. Bitch, you were putting out all the signs. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? I never should have found you on Blue Blood Tinder. I'm sorry. You mean the family tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's around this time. Uh, the the vagrant kid was like looking at his car, and then Charles like comes out there, and he's like, "Hey, get away from my car!" and starts like whooping him, like like. Was he spanking him or something? Uh, or? He 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 had a well, riding like, crop and he started beating him. That's with right. It. That's right. And so Tarzan starts chucking stuff from the roof. Yeah, <laughs> and like crushes the uh, the boot of his vehicle. Yeah. And then uh, like jumps down and Charles is like they like kind of stand off for like a second, but yeah. then Charles is like, you know what? Fuck this! I don't need this shit. And like r- drives off. And then uh, Tarzan basically puts a special needs kid in a headlock and gives him a noogie and they wander off. Yeah. (laughs) Snapping the child's neck, end of story. No, I don't know. (laughs) Just like a baby ape falling from a tree. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God, that was so sad. Steve loves apes. It's true. Uh, So then we go to a dinner party later, and I swear to God they were singing Dixieland, which was an interesting choice. Uh, this oh. is a new song from the new world. The Duke boys sing it all the time when they're riding around their horseless carriage. Oh, those Duke boys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, people have a little bit to drink. 
But then uh, Grandpa kind of wanders away from the party, takes a, a silver platter with him. I'm going to go sledding. I'm going to go sledding down the staircase. Who hasn't had that thought, Steve? There's a big tray people have been serving champagne off of. There's a staircase. You're a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in your 80s and the yeah. late 19th century. Dementia's kicking in. You're pretty sure your son's about to get it on with your co- his cousin. It's going to be great. It's family, be Keeping the family lines nice and tight. <laughs> High and tight. May the like... <laughs> circle be unbroken. It's like, t- I like it all homegrown, babe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So yeah, Grandpa goes down the stairs, falls, you know, gets falls off the platter, hits his head on like a wood banister. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not long for this world. Nope. But the only witness to today's events is the special needs child. Yep. Who then uh, goes back into the party? And so John goes and checks it out. By the way, he does totally just make ape noises yeah. at Christopher Lambert, Well, oh, that's right? totally how they communicate. Okay. Like, like it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cool, but it was also like, is this disrespectful to people yeah. with special needs? I was Well, I was wondering if the, like, like he was mute or something, and maybe that was the only way he could communicate maybe. was like grunts or whatever. Yeah. And But then, you know, John yeah. understood all that. I don't yeah. Know. They definitely had a thing going. Yeah, so then, you know, John's there holding his grandpa as, you know... The light leaves his eyes, and then he just is just overcome <gasps> with grief and like starts screaming. And everyone's just kind of standing there watching, and they're kind of like, "Well, maybe we should get back to the party then." All right, those orders aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> yeah. I seem to have left my phone in the other room. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm expecting a very important call. Hashtag death of Greystoke is totally trending. Yeah. <laughs> he rides the horses around the courtyard until they're ready to collapse. Well, Jane, uh, there's like his like British caretaker. and Oh, isn't Philippe back? Yeah, Philippe comes back right Philippe after for the back. funeral and stuff. Yeah. And, and Jane tells uh, John that she loves him. Um, yeah. And she just wants him to be happy. And then, yeah, yeah, he's like just whipping the horses, going around uh, the chariot, front. screaming. And and Philippe and Jane are like, uh, Jane's like, I haven't seen him like this. Like, uh, he's uh, you know, all he knows is tragedy. Blah blah blah. And then instantly, like John is standing in the doorway, like he fucking teleported up there. Yeah. And it's like, what what happened to the horses? It, it takes at least ten seconds to put them away. Right? The special needs kid does it for him. As he, like, just teleports up the John stairs. Just, John just jumped out and lit, leapt to the second story. <laughs> well, that's why he had the special needs kids, like, chasing the horses down the road. <laughs> horses yeah. are still going. Yeah, but John John wants to go back to the jungle. Um, and Philippe's like, no, no, you should you should still give it a try. This is where you belong. You're yeah, human. He's like, I'm not human. I am an animal. Ah! And then I will show you I'm an animal by... Sneaking into Jane's bedroom and yeah, uh, Jane wh- found out what an animal he is. Yeah, oh, and, and, and the whole lead to that scene, like there's the maid combing Jane's the hair combing and her stuff. Hair, yep, and and, which, and it's apparently turning her on immensely because she's already like, oh, oh yeah, oh, brush uh, my hair more. And then I don't know, she like smells John coming into the room, and then like uh, Gertrude or whatever the maid's name is, would you leave, leave us? us? Leave, leave me, please. Oh, hi, John. Whatever would you... Oh, you're sniffing me. Mm. Oh. Have you uh, seen these before? Oh! <laughs> Steve, is it hot when I brush my hair? Totally. Is it a huge turn-on when I'm just like, Ah, it's stuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, help, help, I can't get the brush out! Yeah, it's super hot. <laughs> Steve, the handle broke off! Help me get the head out! <laughs> Maybe you need a little conditioner for that hair. Need a, my hair needs a protein treatment, Steve. <laughs> no, not that kind. No! <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got a little monkey foreplay and then a ravishing. Yeah. Um, and then we Jungle cut alert. to the museum filled yeah. with dinosaur skeletons. Woo! Immediately sold on this movie at this point. Yeah, they're going to open the uh, the Greystoke wing of the museum. Grandpa's been funding all these expeditions to Africa to learn all about nature and and collect all these specimens. And who better to 
open the wing than the last remaining Greystoke. Who is also from Africa. He's from, knows, yeah, born and raised there. May know some of the specimen personally. <laughs> he has out. consumed at least 40% of this collection in the wild. That's right. They even had a stuffed dodo yeah. fresh off the boat. Tigers. Uh, but John gets bored and uh, wanders out into the alley, but then sees there's another building next door, the, uh, the Reichman Institute. By the way... You and I were both guessing there was going to be a stuffed ape that was going to, like, send him back yep. shit, right? Yep. Yep. Nope. We have something else. So, yeah, he he's kind of bored of all of this. So he wanders... Yeah, he wan- he sneaks away from the party, wanders out the back, sees the lab, and is like, Ooh, I'm going to break into this since I apparently am paying for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I own this, right? Probably. <laughs> oh, God. He yeah walks into the lab and there's, like, a dissected chimpanzee, like torso wide open yeah. and exposed just left there like somebody was working on it was like oh shit the opening oh I'll shit be back. A, i better go get the free champagne and lunch <laughs> uh, and then there's other apes in captivity including his father <gasps> no well his father ape but you yeah. you, you get it the, the one that raised him yeah, yeah, yeah. On, online they refer to him as Greybeard. or was it the grandpa ape whatever no, whatever, whatever. no it's his yeah. dad was his dad his oh dad. okay okay it's his dad yeah. So yeah, so he helps them break out, um, and they just start running through the city, and of course people are freaking out. They just start frolicking in the town square. Like, yeah. Tarzan, like, doesn't even think about, he is, he becomes a very bad son at this point. He should have been like, hey dad, welcome to my new town. Yeah. Let's jump in my carriage. I'll tell my carriage driver, like, no questions, take me home. Take me back home to Greystoke. My... You can go eat all the horses you want, Dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we have so many horses. We have horses, we have serfs, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got this friend, you're going to love him. Yeah, he knows our language. <laughs> He'll help us find others. He's also good at catching the horses. <laughs> <laughs> they trust him. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so basically, yeah, I go to the park trying to find the nearest tree just to climb and play around and all that. But of course, everyone from the museum follows after the police who are following after him, and they all meet there in the square. And of course, you know, whenever the police are going to be involved, there's going to be stray gunfire. Wait, wait, are you saying that uh, the two gentlemen from Africa in the park are going to get shot by the police? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's how it timely. works every fucking timely. time. <laughs> Since the 1880s, Jeez. and probably before. But yeah, Grant, the he ape watches, gets shot. He watches another parental figure die before him. It has been a shitty week for John. It really has been. No, is after this when he starts uh, riding the chariot oh, around this, in circles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, and then that's when they decide he has to go back. He's just, She loves him so much, but she can't bear to watch him like this. Yep. And he's like, I'm going home. I'm half Greystoke, but the other half of me is still wild. You are home. So, yeah, they return. Cut to Africa. Yeah, cut to Africa. Philippe and Jane yep. are there to help but see wait, him off. Philippe should have just been like, fuck that continent. Y'all can go alone. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been like, you know what? You know the way, bro. What I am assuming is Philippe got home, his wife th- thought he was dead for four years, so probably married his brother or something, and he was like, fuck this shit, I have a rich friend I'll go crash yeah. with. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's one of those like, well, I'll escort him back to Africa, and then if his young bride needs help uh, managing the estate, I'll just do that for a while. There you go. Steve, if you had a rich friend who decided to go live amongst the apes, would you help his... His his young wife managed his palatial estate. Absolutely. Because you're that kind of guy. I just want to help. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right now this time that we both kind of wanted Jane to run off into the jungle with him. Yeah. And, like that would have just been weird. And then we've just seen some back sack. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so much back sack. And then we cut back to the panoramic view of uh, Africa again, the map painting. And there's a volcano oh. still going off in the background. So everyone's going to die. Yep. I saw Lost World. Yep. And then we find this movie is dedicated to Ralph Richardson, who played Grandpa Greystoke. Oh, uh, that stunt really did kill him. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's what killed him, but... <laughs> the fact that he was 90? Apparently he was pretty close to going at the time. Uh, and then we get credits. Yeah! And a like, green background, which I hadn't really seen in a movie before. Yeah! But, but it's, it's fitting. You I know. mean, it's fitting, but yeah, it's... You know what? It makes me wonder why they don't do more colorful backgrounds. Yeah. It's always just it's black, always black or 
you know, weird CG shit going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's Greystoke. Babe. It's it's true. Would you recommend this movie? Yeah, because Christopher Lambert running around the jungle and then running around London, why not? Or, no, Scotland? I don't know where the fuck Greystoke is. On on the continent of the United Kingdom somewhere. Somewhere in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's it's not great, but it's not bad either. It's just... It's an it's a it's, strange it's the movie. Story of Tarzan, but yeah, it's a little weird. Just with all the, I don't know, family and society and wild and I, just a weird mishmash of things. I, I think what it is is they were like trying to take the book very literally. Yeah. But like they were like, we're gonna leave out all the stuff everybody else covers, and we're gonna put in all the stuff that nobody covers <laughs> that nobody cares about. No, and it's like, know. no, that gets cut for a reason. But yeah, no, it's not a bad movie. It's just strange. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, <gasps> we have fun facts, <gasps> more beer, what? and what we learned from Greystoke. Legend of Tarzan! Lord of the Apes. Such a long title, it took two of us. Right. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. Hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning PodCoins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with the special code Steve Izzy, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listing now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code SteveIzzy, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve. Those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. I absolutely agree. It's true. So good. They get better every week. Indeed. Babe, 
Steve. I'm a little thirsty after talking about Tarzan the whole day. Oh my god, that whole movie was so long. That's <laughs> the biggest problem with this movie, is it's too goddamn long. It's very long. long. Yeah, it was a good two hours and 20 minutes, 25, yeah. something like that. Like, it's it's long, but the it's really two movies. The eight pantomiming could have really been edited. Could yeah, have been well, some spitting scenes that could have been cut. But you gotta could show them ba- nursing teenage got- Back sack, back to hell. You, 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 you could get, like, you could cut some, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, spitting oh. scenes. Really, the spitting scenes? Back sack scenes? <laughs> I, well. Spitting and back Well, if you sack. cut the back sack, that's like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But then you have no context. Right, anyway, why don't you open that beer, babe? <laughs> we have from Benoit Caspel Brewing. Ooh. A triple. Ooh. Belgium. Yeah, just like Captain Philippe. Yeah. Played by Ian Holm. And just like Ian Holm, this has 9%, 9. 9.2% alcohol by volume. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's Ian Holm's blood alcohol content. Uh, I mean, time. give or take, depending. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Ian Holm, if you want to be on our podcast, simply tweet T. Steve. Is he alive? Is he not alive? Find out. I don't know. Is he hanging out with John Landis? Maybe. <laughs> trying to remember the last thing I've seen him in. And... Oh, Steve, I saw the movie. He's a producer now. He's not in the producers. What, what movie? The producers. He in home? Cut uh, this, future Steve. Are you talking about Mel Brooks? I, I'm confused. <laughs> Sorry, it turns out he's uh, in the goddamn producers. I'm gonna. I know he's in Lord of the Rings. That's like. Oh yeah, he's still alive. A balmy 88 years old. Please hold everybody. We're apparently checking his IMDb credits for the producers. Nope, I lied. I confused him with Nathan Lane. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the one from like the 60s with like oh, Gene no. Wilder and no, a couple no, no. other people. I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe he was in that. <laughs> yeah, it's not Nathan Lane. <laughs> Oh my god, Nathan Lane <laughs> as a Belgian captain yeah. in a Tarzan movie? Yeah. Have you in? Alright. <laughs> you tell me that's a bad casting choice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get this beer drunk. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, my top! And Ooh. apparently my hands and most of my lap. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I forgot to mention, this is a crowler. That is a growler, or that is a can that is uh, 32 ounces? Yeah, 32. Yeah, that's nice, pretty... super tall boy. Ooh. Puts tall boys to shame. Ah, my lap is so wet. How's you even spilling beer all over yourself? I insist on it, apparently. Mm. All right. Yeah, so this has a good belgian uh, aroma on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of clove, a little banana. Steve's going in for a sip. Oh, yeah. A nice definitely, white foamy head. Definitely very uh, malt forward. It's got the, um, what is it, the uh, the candy sugar sweetness, mm-hmm. like very almost syrupy at some points, but not, yeah. but not quite cloying. Like, it's just the... Yeah, and then the alcohol takes over. You get the alcohol burn that kind of relieves it. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's a, like, like a little bit of honey and mm-hmm. like a little bit of it's date like a, like and Like the way stuff. a Jack and Coke like... would work. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. Guys, drink a triple. And get it while you can, because we just sadly heard Benoit Casper is, may no longer be with us soon. It's true. Great brewery. If you happen to have a couple of million, they are for sale. Yeah. Including, apparently, a bunch of the recipes, which they have some damn fine beer they really do yeah yeah so check them out benoit casper richmond california while you can babe who's up for some fun facts fun facts are super fun facts because the fun fun facts well 30 million dollar budget <gasps> not too bad yeah grossed 45 million in the u.s all right so it's a winner yeah it's not bad at all it 69 with the critics 60 with the audience how have we never heard of it i don't no, I was wondering that. Like, we literally had never heard of it. Uh, this was the first movie directed by Hugh Hudson after Chariots of Fire, which won Ooh. four Academy Awards, including Best Picture in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also the theatrical debut of one Andy McDowell, who played Miss Jane. Oh, shit. Any fun facts about her performance in this movie, Steve? There is, actually. Apparently her voice was 100% dubbed by Glenn Close. Why? 
I assume because the uh, English accent thing wasn't quite working for her. She's she's like from the South, right? Like I f- I feel like her accent so. from a uh, Magic Mike Double XL was kind of at least more natural. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, fun fact though, Glenn Close also voiced Kala, Tarzan's adoptive ape mother, in Disney's Tarzan fifteen years later. <gasps> oh shit! Go Glenn Close. Right. Although I do have to say, I think she was too. She was too dainty for Andy McDowell's voiceover in this. She does, she has a, she's very breathy, especially in the very beginning. Well, she's, she's supposed to be, dainty. isn't she? It's not like Jane was it like just, beating down Panthers or nah, anything. I don't know. It just felt like it felt a little too too wispy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is very 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 damsel in distressy, but yeah. yeah. Uh this was also the first English speaking role of Frenchman Christopher Lambert. <gasps> Yeah. And <laughs> yet another fun fact, although the title of the movie has Tarzan in it, and our podcast said Tarzan, I don't know, 35,000 times. So that's all we referred to him as. Yep. The main character is called Lord Greatstoke, or John, but never Tarzan. <laughs> I did notice that when we were watching it. Like, when are they gonna, where does he get the name Tarzan from? And it's like never addressed. He doesn't. It's like, oh, <laughs> now I'm curious where he actually does get the name in <laughs> like right? the, the books or whatever. Uh, another fun fact, the filming conditions in Cameroon were so hot and humid that some of the ape suits actually melted in the heat. Oh, shit. And uh, in an alternate ending, Jane runs off into the jungle with Tarzan. <gasps> However, it was cut during editing and no one knows if it still exists. Oh, shit. Like, because it would have been literally cut. Yeah. Because it's film. Yeah. So, babe. Steve. What did we learn from Greystoke? That I do not enjoy watching people spit into each other's mouths. (laughs) It really, really was not okay with me. I could have told you that. (laughs) Uh, I learned that gorillas apparently eat meat and lots of it. The meat of other carnivores. Yeah, the best kind. I learned that Steve is uncomfortable watching children's back sacks on screen. I really am. <laughs> I mean, you guys have not seen Steve uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, oh, you can almost see right down the hole. Oh, <laughs> no. The English people, jeez. <laughs> um, what was your note? Bleach bunch buttholes and bat <laughs> Bleach buttholes and bat sack. All over. <laughs> uh, but I also learned... Uh, Peeing on one's uh, attacker is a sign of aggression. (laughs) Then again, I knew that since high school, but I figured it's a good lesson to pass on to others. I learned British people close up the mouth holes, stick their finger in the gun wound, and use a bike pump to inflate apes. (laughs) Apparently it's fashionable to keep your corpses nice and uh, fluffy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Babe. Steve. Thank you for watching this movie with me. Thank you for watching this movie with me. And thank you out there for listening to our podcast and uh, <laughs> enjoying April with us. April! Uh, we really appreciate your feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like even. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. And guess what? What? We have a new sponsor. What? It's uh, Frankie and Murr. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right! <laughs> <laughs> Want to tell us about Frankie and Murr, babe? So Frankie and Murr is an aromatherapy company. They make all of their sprays and roll-ons with real essential oils, so not a bunch of artificial fragrance oils and shit that'll give you cancer. They have silly names for their stuff. For example, Spray the Bitch Away, which is their PMS and menopause spray, and smells fantastic. Even Steve likes the smell it's of it. It's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Very calming. The uh, We particularly enjoy the 40 Winks for You, which yeah. is lavender, chamomile, vetiver, and frankincense. And I put that stuff, I either spray it in the room or I put a couple of drops in the diffuser and... Steve, Pickleless Cage, and I are knocked out in about half an hour. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, <laughs> especially for sleep or just putting in a calming mood, really. Definitely. Yeah, so they have great stuff. If You you can go to frankieandmer.com. That's uh, F-R-A-N-K-I-E and M-Y-R-R-H dot com. Yeah. And uh, if you use promo code UNTIDY... 
then you'll get 15% off on your whole order, which is pretty fantastic. And if you keep your order over $35, you get free shipping anyway. Oh, so sure. that's phenomenal. And you'll uh, you'll help this here podcast out a little bit. Yeah. That's Frankie and Murr. F-R-A-N-K-I-E-A-N-D-M-Y. RRH.com. Like Frankincense and Myrrh, but more fun! Exactly. And use promo code UNTIDY. Yeah. For 15% off. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. <laughs> I heard you the first time! <laughs>